This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And this is Hard Factor. And there is no one that does it better right now. Yeah, nobody does it better. I ain't repeating myself. Go ahead and tell me something right now. Yeah, and I'm living in a nightmare. And I'm not a racist. And I'm always jittery. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to episode 1368 of Hard Factor. It is Wednesday, January 3rd, 2024. Thank you for cheating on the news with us. 80-ish percent accuracy guaranteed right here on this podcast. Subscribe, like, and set to auto-download, even though I, apparently that doesn't matter. But you should still do it so that you have it on your device at all times. Uh, thank you. Uh, today, we've got a troubling new trend called cyber kidnapping. Ever heard of it? Hmm. Doesn't sound great. Nah. Well, you're going to learn more. Uh, More Harvard. Am I the asshole? Uh, uh, Sadly, another tragedy in Japan to start the year and much more to discuss. Wes, Mark, how you doing? Uh, Okay. I'm happy to be here. I feel physically. New year, new you, right? You feel great? 2024? Not not yet, but this is the year I'm going to feel great. Just starts tough. What about you, Wes? You over your sickness? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like 85, 90%, but I'm, I'm over a week of no smoking. So that's good. I'm going to, I'm oh, trying to, awesome. trying to parlay this, the flu into, uh, you know, you know, it was funny. I was thinking about it hmm. during my whole flu thing, which was terrible. I, I advise everyone to get the flu shot because I hadn't had it in 10 years and it, and it hit me like a fucking ton of bricks. It was the worst sickness I've ever had, but I'd never lost my appetite. So I'm like I'm like secluded in my room that sucks. and every now and again I would walk out and just get a giant plate of food. So it looked like I'm having the time of my life. Like I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, you, you got to say whenever anybody sees you in that one, you got to say, what's the saying? It's like a starve, starve a cold, feed a fever or whatever. Is that right? Is that, I don't know. Sounds- you, get, that's what you just you keep telling people that. And that's but I looked like-, like I was on vacation because I was just in my room. <laughs> And I would come yeah. out and just get like lasagna and then, but I was, that, but I was dying inside. You felt bad, but you were yeah. Just, yeah. You should lose 20 <laughs> pounds. You should right. lose 20 yeah. pounds in a flu and you, and you were eating. No, yeah, I had no, stress no loss too, of appetite. You know, so yeah. <laughs> Everyone's holidays not feeling tough. great. They call me Big Joe. Live comments has got absolutely no rest over the holidays. Back to work feeling like unwashed ass. Let's go. I think that's what's going on with me. Uh, yeah. We'll see. But um. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I uh, I bruised my leg so hard uh, just drunkenly running into a um, a railing inside my house that uh, I gave I gave myself like a full leg bruise. Like I hit it so hard. How I, many I colors we're talking? Mul- multicolored. We're talking like multiple, like on the yeah. thigh and, Greens and, and, and the blues. shin. Just uh, yeah, some purples, some reds, Ooh, some yeah. blues. Uh, it's not good. Not good. So you can tell we're struggling. So don't forget, you can support the <laughs> podcast and the boys by using our sponsors as w- who we read ads for. And also by signing up for more content at patreon.com slash hard factor, but also store.hardfactor.com. If you want to rep the pod in the wild, get the perfect gift for the hard factor listener, listener in your life, you know, whatever. So that's text nice. a friend. Yeah. And we're, and we're starting, the fa- we're starting the fat We're soon. struggling. We are starting the fatathon soon. Yeah, uh, and I, I'm, I'm going to try a dry January because I feel like I'm going to die every night I go to sleep. But let's do the news. You know who you're with? Three Factor, yeah. And this is real news. Hi, Welcome. 
And just like yesterday, we're starting the show with the top story. Today. The cream of the crop. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Uh, and this this top story of the day is fucking nuts in what is being described as a miracle. Although some on board one of the planes, uh, like those who died, might describe it more as a nightmare. Uh, Japan got hit with another disaster this week when two planes collided on the runway at Tokyo's uh, award winning safety airport the haneda airport um that's horrible yeah it's real bad they went up in flames a one the larger plane an airbus 350 a350 was landing and another plane was either in their runway spot or was like taking off the smaller plane and um here's some of the footage yeah here's some of the footage from on board the plane look to your left it's a fiery inferno holy shit smoke in the plane fire outside and to, le- to your left, you'll Japanese. see hell. Yeah. Yeah. They're all begging to be let off the plane in Japanese. Terrifying situation. Oh, man. Those yeah. flames are huge right next to the plane. I mean, just roaring fire. It's, uh... I thought they, they saw running. Godzilla outside. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's been that type of year so far for yeah, Japan. Tsunami. And then, yeah. that, and then this... Earthquakes, tsunamis, and uh, fiery infernos on your plane. Um, Wasn't one of the planes a like a Coast Guard plane or a military plane that that, that all the people like? Yeah, I'm sure you'll get to. It was Wes, and they were planning on delivering aid to the earthquake victims on that oh plane. My God. Oh no! <laughs> this is like a logistical failure in the re- in in the in the um the wake of another disaster. That's right. The oh, Coast Guard plane fuck. was like extra planes that were going to take off and they didn't maybe the, the initial reports are air traffic control gave the airbus a350 a350 clearance to land so they didn't know that the coast guard plane was there um well, that's on the air traffic control i mean it is or, and or the coast guard but right. it's not on it's not on the pilot of the airbus right yeah. tragic Oof. no matter what yeah horrible yeah pretty bad um yeah so anyways uh amazingly everyone on board the larger airbus survived in what is hailed as a perfect evacuation um pay the flight attendants more am i right you know oh yeah, yeah. good job everybody survived on the airbus okay on the larger okay but the but not well they can go two at a time down those slides over there you know because they're tiny that's true <laughs> and they're quick advantage yeah yeah, yeah. well Much they're also used sometimes to three at a time than, than america right <laughs> it's, yeah it's yeah. true there's some footage of them going three at a time and <laughs> in japan they also have the advantage of getting uh on and off public transportation like like the people movers <laughs> oh yeah uh, like they're used to getting on and off and packing yeah. things really quickly and that's unpacking things. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, well, good. Glad. I mean, that sucks. It's it's it's. You can't call something a miracle when people die. I mean, it, you just can't. Well, the, the um, miracle is the Airbus A three fifty three hundred seventy nine right. all survived. That's right. The I miracle. know that, but 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 I mean, because their plane was so much larger than I think the second they hit the other plane, they basically disintegrated right. it. Like they just right. wiped so the that plane off. The A plane was dis- yes. <laughs> was disintegrated. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, five people on board. Five. Uh, you know, military people on board died and the pilots in critical condition. So I think there was only like seven people on board and they pretty much all, you know. Yeah. Miraculous, not miracle. Use that term. Well, OK. Right. Because it I'm was really not a miracle. I know it's not you. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I, really not a miracle for the, the tinier plane nightmare. that was destroyed. 
by the Airbus. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Um, 17-year-old passenger on the Airbus, Swedish man Anton Dieb, described like right after the collision saying, the entire cabin was filled with smoke within minutes. Uh, The smoke in the cabin stung like hell. It was a hell. We threw ourselves down on the floor. Then the emergency doors were opened and we threw ourselves at them. We had no idea where we were going, so we just ran and ran into the field and kept running. Uh, And then we looked back and the plane was on fire. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. Bad, bad. So maybe not a perfect evacuation. At least he didn't describe it as which. But um, the important thing is everyone got off. Sounds like there are a few George Costanza screaming fire and like pushing kids out of the way. Um, you know. Yeah. Oh, I would have been throwing Japanese people out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Choke slamming them. Like, yeah. Like, Picking them up, throwing them right behind time. me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really Over puts it in shoulder. perspective, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would have been frantic. But well, it puts it in perspective, too. Like. <laughs> We're bitching about some some stuff, you know, before before the show here, and uh, yeah, this is this is these are real problems, you know, that these yeah, people are doing. Absolutely, yeah, Japan's yeah, really in it. Um, the crew on board was able to communicate, or they were able to tell where the fire was. So the, for the first ninety seconds, the fire was isolated to like the I think the front of the plane, and the for whatever reason, like the back doors were jammed, so only the middle doors opened. So everyone had to get off the plane and through like the one set of doors and down the one slide which they did um and they said the reason no one like died only 14 people had to be treated for minor injuries was because absolutely no one went for their overhead luggage could you like can oh, you imagine yeah. like some assholes going for his laptop and, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good i mean it's yeah. good that they they valued their lives over their over yeah. their luggage <laughs> they did um the, the, is, i mean the flames outside the plane though there's no chance you're stopping for anything you're grabbing your kids and you're jumping out of the fucking plane you think it's going to explode any second you right. see those kinds of flames out out your window when you're sitting on a plane that's true but not only are they tiny and fit but they're workaholics so it is surprising some of them didn't go for some of their work you know they work 90 hour weeks over there jammed um, it and stuffed it in their pockets the important papers yeah, the most right. important the top i'll just top start papers. over <laughs> they all have their usbs yeah, pockets, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, Flash drives changing the game. <laughs> so, yeah, here's a couple images of the plane like being completely on fire. Oh. Uh, yeah, it was it was nuts. This one's without sound. It's a video. Let me get it up. Uh, the images in the videos are just out of control. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They said that they were like five. They got everyone off in five minutes. And within 10 minutes, that was what the plane looked like. And it took like, yeah, see, so several not- hours. Yeah. They were right to be scared because, I mean, that plane went up as soon as everybody got off. So. No, I mean, if someone was taking a shit, which you, which you shouldn't be doing while landing, but if someone was taking a shit, that was probably the end for them. Um, so no one was taking a shit, I guess. You'd be doing it in your pants while watching the, the ground fire of the I other plane exploding. Th- I think a few did it in their pants for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, and as we discussed already, five people died on the other plane. Um you know, they were trying to seek aid to the massive 7.6 earthquake that hit uh, Japan on New Year's Day. So has the death toll not r- risen? I know it was only like six before, but I, I don't I think. Mean, a, oh, and the earthquake. Yeah, um, I know it's a big that's a big earthquake. It just keep on coming it. for Japan. Yeah. Eric, uh, fact check that s- uh, semi Elon Musk on uh, X. Uh, it must be Elon's burner says kind of think Will should uh, stay with this look forever. And so, yeah. It's been some regular feedback, so I might be bleach might be bleaching the the goatee for a while. Okay. If you if we get to 150k on Instagram, which we will in a couple weeks, you have to keep it. Uh, we'll keep, <laughs> there you go. That's <laughs> yes. the rule. You have to get. Uh, um, they're investigating why the two planes were at the same spot, but you know, I already said traffic control gave them the gave them the go ahead. So tough start to 2024 for Japan. 
people in Japan and all over the world are currently dealing with anxiety and depression. And if you're one of the millions of Americans struggling with anxiety or depression, you know, hand up, you're not alone. Millions of Americans are searching for ways to feel better, but feel like they're, they've exhausted every option and don't know where to turn. If that sounds like you, then maybe guided ketamine therapy from mind bloom could mm. be a game changer. Mind bloom can help you feel better and faster. Mindbloom is the leader in ketamine therapy, having helped tens of thousands of people overcome their anxiety and depression. And Mindbloom's expert clinicians uh, and guides can help you feel better in days, not weeks. That's awesome. And you can complete treatment entirely from the comfort of your home, which is also mm. awesome. Uh, that's not bad. In a study of over 1,000 Mindbloom clients, 89% reported improvements in their anxiety and depression after only four sessions. Now, Mindbloom has new programs that go beyond depression and anxiety to help you overcome challenges in everyday life. So, uh, I don't know. I'd say give it a shot. They're awesome. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, if you're, at the, end, if you're at the end of your stance. rope uh, mm-hmm. and, you've, and you've tried everything, uh, it's worth a shot. They have, they're, they're doing amazing things in Mindbloom. Right now, Mindbloom is offering our listeners $100 off your first six-session program when you sign up at mindbloom.com slash hardfactor and use promo code hardfactor. Uh, break free from your anxiety and depression and feel better and faster with Mindbloom. Mindbloom.com slash hardfactor and use promo code hardfactor. Mm, nice. Um, can someone... Uh, I, I seem to remember... Maybe something with Tiller. What was the bet? Did you bet? Uh, Tiller's live comments says still waiting on that fifty dollars, Wes. Tiller, you're gonna have to uh, yeah, explain. explain. We went through a, an entire holiday season yeah. uh, of of not remembering anything we did in the right. past week. So yeah. if you can refresh my memory, I I, I will not. You know, uh, if there, if we had a bet, and Tiller, you can pretty much say anything. Because we cut no my gra- oh oh he cut oh, <laughs> oh the grass. it was a setup put up the other comment oh, holy no. shit Tiller oh, yes no. well, uh, Wes you owe Tiller fifty bucks because he cut his own grass right so. I got it. making fun of Wes for paying his uh, neighbor three hundred dollars for fixing his own fence go to patreon.com slash hard factor for uh, that hilarious episode first first zing of the new year <laughs> touche Tiller. <laughs> Oh, my God. I was like, did I bet Tiller? <laughs> Welcome back, buddy. He says, thanks. Whoa. Buddy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, fair enough. Whoa. Happy New Year. Yeah. And I, I look at it every day. Um, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I'm going to cover this uh, this Harvard bullshit quickly, because, frankly, I am very sick of hearing about this 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 dumb president harvard president claudine gay she's finally resigning okay you might remember that during the um the uh the house or there was some kind of hearing with uh, elise stefanik representative from new york and she was asking all these you know elite uh presidents of ivy league schools if the um if the anti-Semitism during the Palestinian protests yeah. uh, were against their bullying policies or against their 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 rules, and everyone said it depends on the context. Well, speaking blah, blah, blah. of speaking of Tiller, she set those three up and knocked them out with a hypothetical scenario, which they should have just said yes yeah. to. She's like, if yeah. is, right. is is saying that that all Jews should die something right. that goes against your standards, she, which which probably wasn't policy. happening, but they right. still didn't fucking say yes. That would be against our guidelines. She, tra- she trapped yeah. she trapped yeah. the presidents of MIT, uh, Penn and and Harvard. All right. she wiped all them in off her the neck. face of the earth with a hypothetical. Yeah. 
It was uh, yeah. They got the so, clip of a lifetime for uh, ruining these three presidents' careers, and now they've all resigned with gay, right? Yeah. So she finally, um, after, and and it, and it wasn't just that 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 got her to finally resign. She wasn't going to resign over those comments. She was she was holding to her guns with those, even though they lost billions in donations. Um, she was she had no plans of resigning until this plagi- these plagiarism accusations came out, and everyone in the academia started turning on her, including other African American academics who th- said that that she had no right being there because she'd been plagiarizing um, for years and decades. And finally, um, after six mm. new plagiarism allegations dropped yesterday, mm. she decided that she announced her resignation. I'm sure and- it's the plagiarism. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, like the, the the reason the plagiarism shit dropped is because everybody's pissed at her for the, the hearing. Because they hate her. People yeah. started right. looking. Yeah, she's you know, you think some of the, one of the smartest people in, in academia would realize when it was time to hang it up and she never did. But finally, she did no no official date. So she's probably going to drag it on for for a long time. But um, she is did say that she will resign for the better of the university and blah, 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 blah. She blah. only lasted six months in charge there. Six Har- months. Yeah. Harvard's yeah. having a tough time too. shortest yeah. president ever. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so she's gone. Um, okay. Imagine also, being in a job for six months and then making that clip in Congress. That's just oh like God. it's that's that was tough. So the what one lady, the one lady was the one person resigned right away. Right? Did all th- all three are out now after that? Like that was the MIT I, person was out right away. Yeah, she, and then I think Gay the was most, the last one holding out. Yeah, the most Aryan looking woman was out the fastest. She she was out like uh, within hours of the hearing. They and then uh, and then they they. Uh, the the <laughs> she was like it, fine it by me from there gives me more time to hunt down Jews, yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the professors who uh, Gay is accused of plagiarizing this girl, uh, former professor Carol Swain said that mm-hmm. um, Harvard lacked the, the courage to fire its first black president and that Gay was getting a free pass. And there's some other bullshit going on about how her resignation was um, the most narcissistic thing that anyone's ever seen um, and, and what she wrote and, you know, some racial stuff and all this stuff. I don't, you know what? I don't care. I'm sick of her. Um, she should have resigned immediately because it was the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Um, okay. Let's move on. Um, her I had a dream speech was a little peculiar. It was a little too on the nose. Yeah. yeah. Four score and I had <laughs> <Yeah>. a dream. <laughs> yeah, what did um, she put? She, she, she sent some <laughs> long letter to everybody. How can you be narcissistic in your resignation? No, it was know. just that I'm she saying, was no, blaming just, I was making bigotry fun of the and I, I, I saw some of the plagiarism were so minor too. Like if you copy like two words, it counts as plagiarism. Yeah, yeah, they wanted yeah. a lot of people hated yeah. her. I yeah. mean, a lot of people didn't want her to be there, and finally she's done. And, and you know, there was Harvard probably like one legitimate one, then everybody just piggybacked it because they wanted her gone. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know exactly how how egregious the plagiarism was, but um, people did not like her, and she's gone. Um, Okay, so I've got one of these Am I the Asshole uh, things I found. And usually I don't know if these things are even real, but I found this one was pretty interesting. Might might evoke a good conversation. So um, Our conversation will be real. Our opinions will be real. Yes, exactly. So here's the post. Mm. It's um, it's from a a male. He's a doctor. He's in his mid-30s, and he wrote, Am I the Asshole? And he says, 
I'm a medical doctor working as an internal medicine hospitalist at a major hospital. Recently, I was on a long haul international flight. Usually I sleep on flights, but this was during my waking hours. So I decided to spend my time enjoying the in-flight entertainment and free drinks. Obviously, he's a doctor who's in business class. He was getting those free drinks. I already had been drinking even before the flight while I was in the lounge because, you know, you get those free drinks in the lounge, too. And this part is important in my mind because um, he says, quote, I was not slurring or excessively drunk, but I was feeling a strong buzz. And he said, Mm -hmm. usually I don't chat with my co-passengers. I just sleep or do my own thing. On this flight, the configuration of the business class cabin was such that the passengers in the middle row were practically just beside each other. So there was a small partition separating me from my co-passenger, which is a woman in her mid 30s. And that, it, you know, it could be raised, whatever, give them some privacy, but it didn't. So anyway, she, they were so close. She started a conversation. He said that because he was, you know, a little buzzed, had liquid courage. He decided he was feeling chatty, started talking to her. She asked okay. what he did. And he said, I'm a doctor and I, I work at this hospital and such and such. And then they, they ended their conversation. And he says, I was I was uh, trying to watch my movie and enjoy my drinks when an announcement was made asking if there was a doctor on the flight. And he says, normally I would present myself to the cabin crew and help out. But after several hours of on-flight boozing, I was pretty drunk. I was not able to think clearly and probably would have done more harm than good in such a situation. He said, I didn't react to the announcement at all. I continued watching my movie and drinking my drink. And then the, the woman, the co-passenger, tapped me and was like, hey, uh, you told me you're a doctor. They just announced they needed a doctor. And she, he said, I replied that someone else would help or they would get instructions from the medical team on the ground. She tried convincing me, but I refused. She then mm-hmm. said I was an unbelievable asshole and if the passenger died, it was my fault. I said, listen, lady, just because I'm a doctor doesn't mean I'm on call 24 seven to provide medical care on demand. I work when I'm at the hospital outside. I'm just like anyone else and I'm entitled to drink and relax. But she was disgusted. And even after they deboarded, uh, she called him an asshole again. If he I was a that, porn star and someone was horny, would I have to fuck him on the plane? Right. I guess that's what that's the logic. Yeah. If I was, you know, <laughs> yeah, toots. Yeah. yeah. Now, <laughs> you wanna, I'm a garbage man. You want me to clean up their trash? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Right. It's like that uh, Kirby Enthusiasm uh, episode where he's in the in the the golf um, the the locker room and and the guy's like, "Can you mind taking a look at this?" And he's like, "Yeah, but if you make an appointment, I'll take a look at it." He's like, <laughs> right, he's like, "What? Well, you're right. You're fucking right here. Just take a look. Tell me if I can. If I'm tight, <laughs> you know." He's the asshole. Yeah, this is he's an the asshole. This, this is the, this guy, the plane, this guy on the plane is an asshole. He's a fucking For, asshole. A hundred percent. The doc, the doctor, the alleged doctor yeah. is an asshole. Right. Yeah. Um. So you know, you like, just go up and say like, "Hey, I'm drunk, but do right. you need my help." Would you prefer I I help drunk? <laughs> Or not help, and Listen, then I get everyone to vote on it, or whatever. a drunk a drunk doctor is better than no doctor, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree for sure. What what he fucked up on was he said, and he said it was important to the story, and it is. He doesn't normally chat with people, so he normally doesn't fucking say shit, so nobody would know. Yeah. And yeah. then it was like his personal nightmare of he accidentally got too drunk and was chatting with his neighbor, told them he was a doctor, he, then they asked for a he doctor. He prefaced it with so many normally I don't. Normally I sleep. Right. Normally mm-hmm. I don't chat. Normally I don't drink. Normally, I, come on. Come right. on. Right. But once you're drunk he's, and you've he, told he, somebody he knows, you're a doctor, he knows you have the to then get up and be like, okay, I yeah. do you need me? I'm right. drunk. Dude, they, I'm it drunk. could have been a simple like like defibrillator question, like how do we fucking use this thing? She's dying, or like, hey, uh, you know, a simple question. He could have. He right. didn't. They didn't ask. He wasn't about to perform surgery, probably. But he he certainly has the knowledge in his 
even if he's drunk, his brain that might have helped the situation, but he refused. He just sat there and did absolutely nothing. And I think he's a fucking prick. But the internet is saying that maybe he did the right thing um, because they're like, the, the, the thing he did that was wrong was he didn't tell the lady that he was drunk. And that's why. But, but I was like, dude, what the fuck? If you're a doctor, you shouldn't. I think you, I don't know if you should be allowed to drink on a plane if you're a doctor. That's my opinion. Whoa. What? Whoa. No, doctors have to get drunk on planes. Uh, but no, you know, I mean, he, he, <laughs> Whoa, if Wes. he's going to offer any assistance, he has to clarify at first that like, hey, I probably shouldn't be giving this three assistance drinks because max. I'm inebriated. Right. So like, you're saying doctors are like are like priests where they can't have sex. Like, but because the like, listen, they've no, chosen this path. Three, three drink max. You're on a plane. You might be the only motherfucker on there that can save someone's life. And you and you selfishly decide to get hammered to the beyond your the beyond you're being able to me help over someone. To the doctor, you're pushing me over to the doctor's side. Yeah, I disagree one. with you on this one. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm on playing. Vacation. I, I don't really believe that. I'm just trying to. <laughs> yeah. But 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 if I was dying, that's how I'd feel like this motherfucker. Right. You'd be pissed. But if my, if my wife was dying or my girlfriend was dying or my kid was dying, I'd be like. You, you, you said there was a doctor on the plane, but he got too hammered to help. Well, there was probably three drunk doctors on the plane. It's I doctor mean, to feel good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the other ones were just smart enough to not say they were doctors. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. I don't know. Half of first class was doctors. I don't know. <laughs> um, and even if yeah, it, look, I get you. They need to. They need this, the Hippocratic Oath, right? They're supposed to help save lives, but I think it's of their patients, right? And these people aren't necessarily their patients is the guy's point. Um, and, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. He's he's the asshole in this situation, but it, I could see why if you were a doctor, you wouldn't tell people you were on a plane. So you wouldn't have to, like, help people outside of work. Listen, I, I think I think you need to if you're a doctor. Sure. Go if you're like, you know, on the ground where there's potentially a, an ambulance or someone else that can rush to, to help. But. I think if I think if you're on in 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 a plane, maybe maybe just wait until you get on the ground to have your to be hammered. That's what I think. But what if they're okay? They're, I mean, you're always going to be around people. Yeah, but on a plane, is, you're, you're, there's no there's no ho- there's no way to get them to a hospital. Wes you might is be the only way pit bulls and he's taking away drinks for doctors. Yeah, That's you might the be the only person that can help for hours on a plane <laughs> of the West on, on the ground. There's Man. many other people. With your I think logic, he's a f- no one would sign up to be a doctor ever. It's well, like, they should. Well, listen, the Hippocratic Oath, like Will says, specifically <laughs> says, I swear by Apollo, the physician and uh, Asipius and Hygieia and Panchia. And all the gods and goddesses as my witnesses that according to my ability and judgment, I will keep this oath and this contract. And remember, this is this is old text way before women became smart enough to become doctors. So the first oath is mm-hmm. I will find any way you guys get that. No, I, I will find any way. I gave it a what, I was trying to step on your reading. Yeah, 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 I, just, yeah. I acknowledged it. Come on, let's talk about that one. Um, I will find any way that's, I can. That's still the case in a lot of places. <laughs> it is. It is yeah. uh, first, the Taliban I, hasn't accepted this. Yeah. No, no. The first though says I will find any way I can to work in the daily conversations or wedding toasts that I am a doctor and therefore the best man in the room. Right. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Second oath says I will wear my scrubs in public, even when it's I'm not on duty or not necessary. Oh, Third if he was in scrubs, by the way, then. No, that would be amazing. Then no, he's no, totally no. the asshole. Dude, if no, I was a doctor, I would live in my scrubs. <laughs> yeah. 
Or just so that you could talk about being a doctor. Yeah, of course. If but, I if I work that hard, that's all I'm talking about all day is I've got eight thousand pairs of scrubs. <laughs> um, the third oath is I will not give a lethal drug to anyone if I am asked, nor will I would advise such a plan. And similarly, I will not give a woman a pesser, uh, a pessary to cause an abortion. So that's actually a real. Where does it say I will not get hammered on a plane? Um, it says it's my responsibility no matter where I am to save the peasants in need mm-hmm. of my expertise. That's what it. Okay. Oh, really? That's part of it. Wow. Well, then, yeah, the asshole. No, that's not real, but that's should be. Wow. Um, so okay. Should be. Well, should be. Listen, I think I'm going to stand with it. Three drink maximum for doctors on planes. This is your second one, doctor. Pace yourself. That's right. It so could flame. be an emergency. Yeah. We might need you. There's a real fat person up there you know they're yeah. not looking good right it's three fat guys up there getting hammered <laughs> and uh one of them just did a line of blow uh yeah. you probably could have gone you. way past their three drink limit which they don't have because they're not right. doctors because they didn't work hard yeah 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 <laughs> right anyway <laughs> i i believe it i i i truly, right. truly well here's a, a a good uh definite story that's similar wes um Back in November, but this came out like last week, a woman on board a plane. Where was she going? Dorothy Fletcher. She was traveling from Manchester to Florida. So I guess the UK, maybe to, to Florida. Or maybe there's a Manchester in the United States. I don't know. Mm-hmm. She was on a plane and she had a like a heart attack. And luckily for her, she had a cardiac like situation. She was on a plane with uh, 15 cardiologists going to a cardiologist convention. So they saved her. Well, thank God they weren't oh, all wow. hammered like this piece of shit. Yeah. So a couple no, months ago. No, I mean, ago, I think like yeah. if, if something's really going down, they're, they're probably going to get back on the loudspeaker and be like, hey, we really need that doctor, you know, and yeah. then all the drunk doctors have to be like, oh, fucking fine. Yeah. yeah. And he oh, said he wasn't hammered. He said he wasn't slurring thing. his speech. Or, you know, that inebriated. He just he just was enjoying it. Sounds to me like he was just enjoying his time and was a little selfish. That's what it sounds like. He was like, like, thank God I don't have to do any doctoring. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Anyway. Uh, Hey, guys, uh, you want to have better sex? um, Yeah. But erectile dysfunction is getting in the way. If so, you're not alone. Millions of men deal with the hardships of ED, but with HIMSS, there's a simpler, affordable way to get treated for ED so you can get your groove back in the bedroom in 2024 at a cost that you desire. HIMSS is changing men's health care by providing access to affordable and discreet sexual health treatments all from the comfort of your couch. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. Answer a series of questions on their site, and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships directly to you for free and in discreet packaging. Uh, no insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. HIMSS has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting you down, literally, it's time to change that. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash hard factor. That's H I M S dot com slash hard factor for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash hard factor. Prescriptions require an online consultation with healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate uh, restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. <laughs> You didn't, you, didn't, you didn't upsize the font again, did you? 
No. <laughs> really straight in to read that one. Um, you're gonna I'm going to have glasses here. <laughs> I'm going to have glasses here in the next, in the next two weeks. Light in there you failed your driver's test. You need my, to get glasses. My parents got me some Costco gift cards for Christmas. I'm, I'm using uh, a large portion of that for some glasses at you need Costco. You glasses, dude. <laughs> And you're going to need a doctor after you get the hymns, but it's it's more of a, a like a plastic surgeon to re, to remove the permanent smile after yeah. you take the hymns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Mood enhancer for right. sure for for you, for everybody. Yeah. All right. Um, so taking it back to the top of the show where I was asking you, do you know what cyber kidnapping is? Still cyber don't. Kidnapping. OK, no. So any ideas on how uh, you would cyber kidnap? I would guess it's like stealing someone's uh, account. Or is it like, at, like kidnapping someone in like the metaverse? Right, something like that, like kidnapping their account or something like that. Like they're you guys are like you're sniffing around it, right around yeah. it. It's an online scam where online kidnappers, all right, they find someone, usually kids, somebody young who they can bully or like threaten, uh, and then they tell their victim to isolate and provide pictures of themselves as if they were being held captive. So. You like bully somebody into pretending that they're being held hostage, right? Those photos that the the that the that the uh, cyber kidnappers get are then sent to the victim's family to extort them for a payment of some sort, right? Oh wow! So, so yeah, it's basically just cyber bullying to extort money. They threaten to harm the uh, typically the kids or their family, and then they hold them, you know, hostage, right, on FaceTime or Skype while they extort the parents for money. So like, uh, so it's kind of like when, like, remember that guy? Yeah, it was called like McDonald's doc- and stuff. Well, it was like the documentary with like the most hated yeah. man on the internet, where he found like he got all those like pictures of of like naked high schoolers, and then he like I don't yeah. know if he actually tried to extort uh, yeah. them, but it's like similar kind of. Like, they extort high schoolers. We covered yeah. a group that was like uh, both like uh, Satanist and something else, Naziist. There was like right. a, all of this. Uh, and they were like uh, extorting young kids this way, right. getting them to commit kids, crimes and kids stuff. kill themselves sounds, because of this shit like all the time. It sounds like a combination of that and the guy who used to call fast food places and then convince the managers that someone's employee stealing and she has to strip search them and get her naked and take naked pictures and send them. Yeah. Like that Basically, yeah. 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 Kids, like I said, kids kill Combo. themselves because of uh, this type of stuff. So oh. I can see how the kids got could get scared and, and be like, oh, no. But then the parents... Where are the parents? They, there's, a, there's a disconnect between the kids being like, oh, no, I'm getting kidnapped, even though they're not. And then the parents believing that they're actually kidnapped, right? Based on the pictures. Well, Mark, that is a great question. Where are the and parents? We've got a, well, it's a great Just question, go Mark. check the basement. It's true. I'm going to answer it for you. We've yeah. got a fresh case in America this week in Riverdale, Utah, where the parents of a Chinese exchange student mm. at a high school in Riverdale uh, named Kai Zhang. He's uh, 17 years old. Uh, they were sent photographs that allegedly showed Kai abducted, uh, but you know he was cyberbullied into producing and sending them himself, obviously. Uh, the parents uh, received, quote unquote, continuous threats from the uh, cyber kidnappers, and they eventually sent 80,000 American to bank accounts in China as the ransom payment, uh, after which time, I guess, they reported it to the local high school and Riverdale Police Department in Utah at about 8.30 p.m. on December 28th, 2023. Gotcha. So, so once week. they get the 80,000 USD, they then send an internet message to the kids saying, you're unkidnapped. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know when the payment happened. Like, but you can come out of the closet now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Basically. Right. Ex- except they make them do shit crazier than just go into a closet because they 
I guess it's a it's a whole whole scam. And so they must say like we're outside and we're gonna kill you if you don't. You know, like they have. They say that they're gonna kill the family. The family's in China. Yeah, he's in Utah. They're Mm. threatening to kill his family if he doesn't do this. Um, or they say we have somebody in Utah that'll kill you if you don't do this. Um, and he's young and impressionable. He goes for it. Um, and I'm not sure exactly when the parents send the 80 grand to the cyber kidnappers over in China, but it's like a China to China transaction, Chinese bank account, the Chinese bank account. Um, but it turns out that Kai over here in Utah had actually been sent home from Provo, Utah on a camping trip uh, the week before on December 20th by the police in Provo who were concerned for his safety in the cold. But he didn't end up telling anybody on that trip about the scam. He just went home to Riverdale, Utah, and ended up doing it all over again on December 28th when he was finally recovered and his parents had paid the ransom by the time he was recovered. So it all happened really quick that day because Kai's host family heard him in the kitchen in the morning on Thursday, December 28th. But he was in the mountains in the evening uh, with only basic camping supplies uh, to keep him warm, you know, in the dead of winter in the mountains by the time he was reported missing that evening. And so it was a good thing that Utah police did indeed find him the next day. They found him like the morning they deployed a, a team of drones or something. Um, <clears throat> and they look like used uh, phone records to locate him uh, in in the mountains near Brigham City, uh, Utah. Um, and so Kai in on this. I mean, uh, it's it begs the question. They're potentially, pray, they're right? preying on idiots. Or, yeah, exactly. This is insane. Like, call your parents and be like, look out the window. Are you are you are you being attacked right now? There's people saying they're going to kill you like this. Uh, one they knew way too fo- much. The parents and the kids communicating once, even if it's overseas and they're on vacation and this is over. They knew he was it's, on a camping trip like right. they knew too much, like something. Well, they, they keep him on. So he had had to buy additional phones. To, to, to be able to charge his backup to stay on Skype or FaceTime with the kidnappers the whole time. So I guess basically they, they keep him all of his devices occupied so that right. he can't do that. Of course. Yeah, um, yeah I'm with Wesley. I think probably a high percentage of cyber kidnappings has an inside guy. <laughs> yeah. Or just kids. I yeah. mean, well, it happens. Yeah. It happens with other stuff. I mean, I think kids are just very, very on the Internet. They're very, very uh, easy to take advantage of, it seems. Um, I mean, look, if you're like if you're like a rich kid. And like your parents won't give you any money. This it would be like very tempting to to It'd be do a great like scam. a yeah great scam. Like hey, well, I'm gonna get some, I'm gonna extort my no, own it parents. Could work. I remember back <laughs> in the day when, fake cyber kidnapping. Yeah, when I was younger, I got a phone call from uh, a private detective, and he said that he knew that I was harboring another teenager that was a felon at the house, and that mm. I was gonna get in trouble. And like he, he like really freaked me out. So I called my dad at work. He ends up getting in touch with the guy and it was nipped in the bud because I just made like one phone call. I, I don't really know what the resolution to it was, but uh, the guy wasn't uh, he was either convinced that I wasn't harboring a felon or he was a scam. Well, Mark, young Mark would not get cyber kidnapped, yeah. but young Kai allegedly allegedly did. The FBI says that these cyber kidnapping attacks are on the rise, especially ones that target Chinese exchange students in mm. particular. Um, and obviously the advice, as Mark just said, is to not engage with anybody who tries to start anything like this with you. Just, uh, you know, call your dad or call the cops yeah. um, instead. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Cyber remind, kidnapping. It also reminds me of kind of like when you the prank call where you call like a Chinese place and you set up a order and you're like, hang on, uh, my uncle's going to read that back to you. And then you call another Chinese place and you put them on two way speaker and they're re- each reading the order to Sal each other. Sal and Richard. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Those are the best. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's a classic, classic <laughs> yeah. prank call gag. Yeah. Are fantastic. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the show today. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, like I said at the top, patreon.com slash hard factor. If you need more content, uh, store.hardfactor.com. Uh, if you need a gift for the hard factor listener in your life or just want to support the pod and rep the uh, pod in the wild because we have some great designs out there. But most importantly, get out there and have yourselves a great fucking day. <laughs>